It's nice to be here tonight. I'm Nathan Peterson. I'm with Wales Baptist Church, and I'd just like to share the story of my life and how God brought me from a tragedy to uh, something pretty great. Um, I grew up in a Christian home, uh, four siblings, a mother, father. I went to a Christian school my whole life. Um, I was told how I was supposed to live. I was told what a Christian was supposed to be like. And through, through my life as a child, I, I accepted Christ as my Savior. I got baptized. And, uh, but I always had doubts. I always never knew if I was sure of my salvation. Um, like I said, I was brought up in a Christian home, was at church on Sundays and Wednesdays and, and any other day of the week. And, uh, but when I was a senior in high school, you know, some things happened in my life and with the church, and uh, I became very bitter at God. And um, graduated high school, and um, even though I was raised to be a certain way, I was thought I was a Christian. The moment I graduated, I was living like a hellion out in the world. Um, I worked for a few years, and... Um, and I told God, I told him to leave me alone. Want nothing to do with you no more. Just leave me alone. So he did that. I uh, joined the military in 2000 and um, went um, stationed overseas, uh, went to Iraq, um, came back. Um, obviously, a lot of guys that go over there have issues once they come back, and I struggled with alcoholism from 2004 up until 2011, um, the whole time just angry and bitter at God. And in 2011, I suffered a blood clot when I was 32 years old. Um, I had quit drinking the first part of 2011, and um, between the blood clot and quit drinking and the PTSD coming ahead, I mean, I was hitting rock bottom. And... Um, and it got so bad to the point, I told my wife to take my kids to go because I was going to end my life. And, uh, but it was at that moment when I was at that bottom where I had no hope that all I could do was look up and hear God say, have you had enough? Come back home. Why he chose to show me grace and mercy, I it's undeserving because like it was brought up in the testimony yesterday uh, the gentleman was talking about the unpardonable sin you know I thought I done committed that I thought I was done for I couldn't believe God would show me grace show me mercy but I had gotten right with God and the verse that has really stuck out with me and it just shows that God gives you what he asks for what you ask for but he also pulls you out from it. It's Micah 7, 8, and 9. It says, Rejoice not over me, my enemy. When I fall, I shall rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I have sinned against him until he pleads my cause and executes my judgment for me. He will bring me out to the light. I shall look upon his vindication. When I told God to leave me alone, I wanted nothing to do with him. He did that. He let me sit in darkness. 
But thank God, by his amazing grace that was just sung, he brought me out of that darkness. He brought me into his light. And it's been a roller coaster journey ever since. It hasn't been easy. Um, I'm thankful for my pastors, uh, Kevin Wells and Nick King. They've just been just amazing men teaching me how to be a godly man. And I'm thankful for the unity we have as a church. You know, the title of this revival is Unity Revival. In order for this revival to be effective, we got to be unified together as churches. We can't be Liberty Baptist Church. We can't be Wales Baptist Church. We can't be all the other churches during the revival and then the rest of the time go back to doing what we're doing because we're all children of God. The church was never meant to be called Baptist, Methodist, Church of Christ. We're the church of God. And, um, and the thing that has really been, God has showed me the last couple years, a part of that unity is sharing that love of Christ to others. Um, I think it was about a year ago, a little over a year ago, we had did away with our uh, Sunday evening services and went to small groups. And to a lot of people that was kind of scary because that's what we've always done. But through those small groups, we as a church became unified. We went from having a Sunday evening service of 16 to 20 people to I think the last count where there's like 140, 50 people involved in these small groups. You know, we got different types of groups. We got women's groups, men's groups. But the group that really touches my heart the most is our evangelism small group. We started it off um, probably six months ago, and, uh, and we have really been hitting home on what the Holy Spirit is, the power of the Holy Spirit. If we as a church could grasp the power of the Holy Spirit and understand what it is, that's God in us. There's nothing we can't do. There's people we can't reach. And sure, we have our families we got to worry about. We got to worry about getting them to Christ. But that should be an everyday thing. We got people out in Giles County, out in Pulaski that need Christ. You look on the news, it wasn't until a couple years ago that I'd think, I didn't really think we were in the end times. But the closer, more stuff you're seeing on the news, the more realization I'm getting we're in the end times. And, um, but to go back to what I was saying, we're called to go reach others. Um, Matthew 24, I mean, so I'm sorry, Romans 10, 14 says, How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him on whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? Matthew 24, 14 says, And this is the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. You know, part of the Great Commission was, the Great Commission, he told the disciples to go out and preach the gospel and to make disciples and to teach them what they were taught. Our goal as a church should be teaching others about Christ. In our evangelism small group, we started going out in Pulaski, and it all started, the crazy thing was how it started. Chris and Tara Bichelle, um, they had two teenage girls. They don't know who they were 
came up to their house with uh, cookies and a track and wanted to ask if they wanted prayer. Well, those two girls is what started a fire for Chris and Tara, which in turn started a fire for our small group. And our small group now focuses solely on evangelism. We go out every other weekend and we just, we're not advertising our church, we're not selling it. We just want to ask people if they want prayers. Um, we got tracks that we take with us, we hand them out. And um, just trying to teach others about Christ and share the love that we got that we don't deserve but they deserve also. And um, so my challenge is to you, a part of this unity revival is to not just let it stay in the walls of this church or your church that you're a part of. Take it out in the streets. We got people that need Christ and have no clue about Christ. The stories we have heard in just the, the several times we've been out, the stuff that's in our backyard is sad. The stuff these kids got to put up with is sad. And I know a lot of people think, well, I can't do it. You know what? I can't talk to people. You know, we have people in our group that just go to pray. Uh, Tommy Barnett sitting there, my father-in-law, he takes a walker with him. And he goes there. He can't make it up all the steps we go to, the houses we go to. But he's there with us, praying with us, in agreement with us. And the impact that has on them people to see a man who struggles walking, he cares enough about their salvation, about what they want prayer for, that if people see that, see that that's real love and not trying to get nothing in return, that's the love of Christ. We got to give that love that was given to us. So I'm thankful for the darkness that God put me in. I'm thankful for him taking me out of that darkness because it's that darkness, remembering that, is what drives me to never want to go back to it. Because, you know, it goes back to that impartable sin. In my heart and hearts, I know if I screw up again, I'm done. I had my chance. And uh, so that's what drives me to motivate to tell others about Christ because... I didn't deserve it, but those people out there don't deserve it either, but they don't know unless they're told. So my challenge is to you is, as a church, as a community, be unified. Go out in your communities. Don't just sit in the walls on Sundays and Wednesdays and think that's enough. You've got to go out in your communities and reach those because we're, we're in the end times. It's coming. We've got to get people ready. We've got to get people prepared because I don't want to get there on that day and have to answer to God, why did you pass that person up and not tell them about me? Their blood will be on my hands and I refuse to allow that. So my challenge is to you, spread that love of Christ, be a unified church together, not just your church, but as a community of churches and spread that love of Christ. Thank you.